Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about Disney's new NFT Marvel marketplace and the Marvel fan token, how space companies plan to make money, and Bitcoin price drops below $30,000. Oh no! Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right. It is June 22nd in the year 2021. Let's get to the podcast today. But before we go there, I had a great time in the Spotify green room yesterday with my friend Steve Casillo. He's the audio engineer that you hear at the beginning of each episode. The reason why my podcast has sounded so much better. Uh, episode 200 something to, to current because... Uh, he took over on editing then. Uh, Spotify Green Room is like a, it's like a clubhouse or a Twitter Spaces type product, but it's on Spotify. And so it's a separate app. Uh, download it. Uh, we talked and uh, in, in, in follow me. I'm under Philip Washington. But we talked yesterday about podcasting one on one, how to how to make money in podcasting, whether you want to do it through advertising or, you know, do it like somebody like me who. Uh, uses as a way to attract new clients uh, for his current business. Um, But great information, uh, great sharing. And and the difference is unlike a podcast in a green room, because it's it's audio, like audio chat, um, you get to uh, join the conversation. So check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, But let's get to the podcast. So first topic we're going to talk about is I was reading up over the last couple of days because Disney came out with a uh, NFT Marvel marketplace. And I thought that was hyper amazing. And, and, and let me give you the context of, of what it is and why I think it's amazing. Cause if you have a kid that plays Fortnite, you'll probably understand it. But what it basically is, is, um, it's a, it's a NFT marketplace. So think, think of it like, um, you know, like Amazon meets Fiverr meets Facebook meets crypto. And, and so on the marketplace as a, as a creator, you can, uh, you know, create Marvel art and you could, and, and people can buy and sell, you can, you can sell your art. People can buy your art uh, on the marketplace and Marvel's going to create tools to enable you to, to do that. So again, same and the reason why I include meets Facebook, the same reason, same way that Twitter, Facebook, and social media gives us tools to enable us to create and write posts and do do things on the platform. Marvel's going to create the same uh, um, opportunities for creators, and, um, uh, and and but the difference is those creators can buy and sell uh, their art. Uh, each trade on the platform will be a six percent fee. Two uh, percent will go to uh, Marvel fan token holders, token symbol MV. So they're going to have tokens. Two percent goes to a liquidity pool on Pancake Swap. And 2% will be burned. Uh, they're going to do it on, uh, and this is what I talked about on a previous episode when I talked about why I sold Ethereum. Uh, I talked about NBA Top Shots, which is a super successful NFT marketplace. They did that on a completely separate blockchain, not Ethereum. And Disney NFT is doing this one on Binance Smart Chain because it's faster, cheaper. And, 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 and this is, 
I'm going to caveat for a second and just talk about. So the reason why Bitcoin stands in the category on its own is it's truly decentralized, no leader, no corporation. It's not trying to optimize for speed. I did a whole episode on why it's low, how it's going to build through layers. All the rest of the smart chains is trying to say, hey, we're we're a store of value plus we're faster, faster. I'm like, nah, you, you can't have both. Like there's trade-offs in life. In everything you do, you know that there's there's trade-offs. And you, there's no such thing as 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 you can have anything you want, but not everything you want. And so all the is Ethereum trying to do everything. It's just not possible. And so what ends up happening is if you want to do all these other smart contract things that make you more flexible, you're going to trend towards more centralization. Right. And I think ultimately, you know, Binance is more centralized than Ethereum. And ultimately, like it takes you to, to uh, AWS, Amazon Web Services or uh, Microsoft Azure or Google Cloud services where they're super centralized, but you get more efficiency and really, in, in, you know, really, really cheap database. So I digress. That that's a big that's a big problem I see with other cryptocurrencies. And while I personally do not uh, own outright any other uh, any other coins um, other than Bitcoin, because it's going to be a, a race to the bottom. But anyway, so they built it on Binance Smart Chain. It's powered by the uh, Marvel. You know, uh, uh, by the Binance coin on their platform. But I think it's a really cool marketplace because if you look at Fortnite, for example, my son spends a lot of his excess money on skins, trading skins in Fortnite. And Marvel skins are super popular in Fortnite. Uh, the, thing that, the, the thing that Fortnite does not allow you to do is create your own skins, which I think would be awesome. And so this is kind of a marriage of both worlds. It's, hey, you can create your own art online buy and sell it so people can own it and you and you better believe like as folks make dope um black panther or the new captain america the black captain america stuff i'm gonna you know i'm gonna buy it and it's, and for most people it's, it's it's like marvel trading cards or actually like the marvel comics that that um my father-in-law collected uh, as a kid and we used to have some i don't know where my marvel comics are my little brother probably got me for him when i went to college but um, it's, it's like those. It's, 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 I mean, sure, it's going to be worth something over time, but it's more of like, I'm just a fan and I just want to own it and I want to have it in my digital wallet. Going back to a, you know, episode I did months ago talking about, maybe it was weeks ago, talking about digital wallets being the new flex or people are going to want to have in their digital wallet. Think of a digital wallet like your social media profile and you put on there or let's use even like your LinkedIn profile where you put all your past accomplishments, your past flexes. Right. Digital wallets are going to be, oh, yeah, you know, I believe in Bitcoin or I believe in, you know, whatever. Or I hold this NFT. You know, I, I hold an NFT of, you know, the first Blue Ivy concert, you know, Beyonce's daughter. You know, here's my NFT that proves that I actually went to the concert or whatever it might be. So that is the future. And it, the platform is not done being built. They have lots of different steps. I believe through MetaMask and other wallets, you're able to. um potentially like pre-start buying tokens. I don't really know. I was doing a bunch of research. So you need to do your own research and figure that out on yourself. It's not investment recommendation, but I'm going to personally just wait for things to come out and just pay attention to the marketplace uh, and see, um, see, see how it pans out. But you better believe I'm, I'm going to be snatching up some, some Marvel gear. Heck, I might even try to create some, but I'm terrible at, at, at art. Anyway, next topic. What is this space race really about? Ultimately, internet, right? And I'm not, I'm not 
highly educated enough to know exactly how internet is delivered via satellite. I just know that it happens. And yeah, I mean, you know, SpaceX and other, they, you know, they, they have the ultimate goal to get to Mars and all that kind of stuff, but the way they're going to pay for getting there and doing all this kind of stuff is through um, internet services, charging cheaper internet by putting tens of thousands of satellites in the sky and charging um, for better internet speed um, with, with, with satellites, like with, with, we started with internet where you had to have lines in the ground and then we went to Wi-Fi, which I actually don't know how that works. I think, I think Wi-Fi, like the big towers in the sky that pings internet and cell phone stuff all, all, all everywhere. Now you can put those satellites in the air, right? In space and it pings internet everywhere. So that's what the space race is all about. You know, people are wondering why are folks investing in these in these space companies. They're not going to make any money for a long time. Well, it's going to be internet, and that's what they're going to do initially to make some money. I'm not saying it's a good investment or a bad investment right now. I'm just explaining to you why those companies actually have some sort of value at the current moment. Next topic, we're going to talk. Oh wait, I'm not ready to talk about that. I actually. I wrote down, this is my, my research topic for this week while I'm uh, in New Orleans hanging out for my birthday, but it's blockchain-based social media. Interesting. I don't have a clue how it's going to work, but there's a lot of folks that are that are working on it. Last thing I want to talk about then is I want to talk about Bitcoin's price, which right now, you know, I checked a few minutes ago and it was around $30,000 $30, per Bitcoin. And the only reason why I check the price of Bitcoin, you know, daily is uh, I manage money. So I have to understand where all the asset prices are going. But if I were if I were not a money manager with all of my portfolios, with my Amazons, with the Amazons, and when I say my portfolio, my money's in the macro opportunity strategies that I manage for a few clients. But all those stocks that we own, like Amazon, Zoom, Facebook, Square, the Bitwise crypto industry. ETF, Shopify, Teladoc, the ARK Innovation ETF, uh, Peloton, Tesla, Coinbase, Etsy, PayPal, right? All I would just bought. I would just bought those and just just say, hey, I look back in here, you know, three years from now, and just kept dollar cost averaging into my portfolio over time because I'm betting on the future. I'm fine, and this is what I was explaining to one. I don't know if it was a client or just somebody I was talking to on the phone. I can't remember the conversation, but I was just saying, Hey, I'm, I'm, what I'm doing is not super complex and I'm not trying to guess the future. What I'm doing is I'm saying, all right, what is the big picture macroeconomic backdrop? Meaning like everything, all assets and, and wages and labor, like everything is, Price price is based off the price of money, which 12 central bankers control, which we talked about why I don't like that and what Bitcoin is doing for that. But the point is, that's how the system works. So then so then once you understand, okay, you know, well, what's the trend for the price of money? Well, the trend for the price of money is money's gonna be cheap for the foreseeable future. It has to be because the governments are broke. They can't raise interest rates or they blow up their finances. And so all this other noise about what inflation is gonna do in the short term and and all this kind of stuff. Like if you just understand that, that the price of money is controlled by these people, 
they're going to keep they're going to keep interest rates to benefit the government um, in the long term. And we know where interest rates can't go. Then then, then you say, oh, and, and then you understand the fact that. Anyway, I won't go into all the nerd stuff, but but you understand the backdrop of saying, OK, because of these inputs, I'm highly certain rates are going to be low for the next five years. Then you go to, OK, what asset classes do well when rates are when rates are low. Oh, by the way, the rates being low are going to have to be accompanied by lots of money printing to fill the gaps and the holes in the, in the government's budget. Um, then you tend to say, OK, cool. Lots of money printing low rates, don't want to own cash and cash like instruments. So you can take that off the table. And then, and then, and then you move up the curve and you say, okay, I want to own assets that are great inflation hedges. Well, that eliminates, that's like I said, cash and bonds and slow, slow moving uh, companies. So then you, you, you move to saying, okay, I want to, you know, I want to own commodities, tech stocks, which is innovation you know, or things that are innovating into the future. Uh, and Bitcoin, like the new monetary system that's going to help fix this broken. And so that being the case, I'm like, cool. Like until, until the macro economy changes, right? Something miraculous happens, like budgets figure out how to, you know, pray to God and he magically fixes the deficit. I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Like literally there's no way to, there's no way to fix that problem. But if some magical miracle happened, right. Um, we discover some extra planet and we adopt their monetary system. I don't know, but um, until that changes, then you're like, cool, I'm just going to keep, I'm going to make money. I'm going to provide value to the marketplace by, you know, taking care of my clients, educating them on money, helping them invest their money, um, building financial plans, attracting new clients, educating potential new clients via the podcast, blog posts, social media, speaking engagements, all that kind of stuff. And then I'll take my money. We'll live on some, and I put the rest into the portfolio and rinse and repeat over and over and over again. And in the future, right, I'll, you know, I'll be right or I'll be wrong. But continue to check the price every single day to see what news event happened recently that affects the price. And trying to predict that is uh, draining emotionally if that's how you manage your money. So I, I don't. Um, I just check the prices so I can understand what's going on and it gives me content and context for podcast. So make sure you have your underlying thesis right when you're investing and then leave it alone unless the overall thesis changes because of some big, big major trend changing. Hope this is helpful uh, to you and until tomorrow, enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.